Hey folks, this is artist writer Bill Sienkiewicz wishing you all a very happy new year. You're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello everybody, my name is Ian Taylor and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me as always is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. He's stuck on this planet after his crew flew off and left him in the forest, so he snuck into my backyard to eat Skittles. Surf a phone home. It's Norin Rash. That's great. It's not only to eat Skittles, though. Sometimes I just hang out and look through your window and just Oh, that's wait. disturbing. That's disturbing. What? Who said that? That's weird. Stop being weird, Ian. <laughs> that's very, very weird. It's not Man, I do love Skittles, Skittles, though. Good. Skittles are good. Good. Why am I talking about Skittles? Can we move on? Stop. You we, got me all hungry. We can move Let's on. No, the reason, I, the reason I mentioned that is because I, I sat down and watched E.T., not for the first time for me, but with my five-year-old uh, girl for the first time on Sunday. And um, she was just like... <laughs> and, then, and then she was like, what's he doing now? Are they going in there? And then we go, and she's got, she's in the commentary phase of watching films and right. asking questions all the way through. I've so, never left. So yeah. 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 I've heard that about <laughs> you. Anyway, anyway, uh, moving on, uh, to far more earthly, um, I say earthly pleasures, uh, because a, a veritable God, uh, walks among us. Um, and this won't be the first time, uh, or the last time I blow smoke up your ass on this episode. sir. um, Welcome, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Now I'm going to I'm going to have a go at, at saying this. Please don't tell me off. Bill Sinkevich. Perfect. Wow. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Oh, right there we go. That was a bit of research oh. has paid off. Tick. Lovely right. stuff. <laughs> how are you, sir? Very well. And gentlemen, how are you? Oh, you know, top of the morning. Well, it's eight o'clock in the evening here. It's just gone noon for you. Um, no one is somewhere east coast, so who knows what time it yeah. is there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm three o'clock yeah. over here, but oh my gosh, it is so exciting to have you here, sir. Um, fantastic to be here. Thanks so much. So, just going to geek out for two seconds. Skittles and now I'm thinking, I'm thinking, what was it, it wasn't, in the film? Wasn't, weren't they going to be M&Ms, but didn't the M&Ms say no, thank you? And then yeah. go Reese's Pieces, wasn't it? Yeah, was I don't think it was Skittles at all, actually. I think it was, I, yeah. couldn't, I, I couldn't quite see what brand it was. It was a brand that we don't really have in the UK. I know that much. Right. I think it was uh, Reese's, uh, and I think uh, that, I think now they try to negotiate those kinds of deals. I mean, I think Eminem, you know, Mars, they're mm-hmm. probably kicking themselves, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, just a little Well, there bit. was this, there was this, bril- there's this really great movie called, um, I just saw New Mutants, so we'll talk about that because that was sick. But um, I just—it's called Knives Out. I don't know if you got to see it. It's oh, really yeah, fantastic oh, film. I really so good. And uh, I teach it to my class, um, the screenwriting class I teach, and um, we were looking at it, and there was this really great segment the director did. Uh, Ryan Jenkins. Uh, what was his name? Johnson. I forget. Ryan Johnson. Or, uh, the Last Jedi was it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Johnson. Great, great director. Really great director. And um, he uh, was talking about and gave a little bit of a tidbit that 
only good guys can use iPhones. And I had no idea that was one of those contract things, you know, like the M&Ms or, you know, the Reese's peanut cuts. Apparently, Apple won't wow. let any character who's a bad character touch an iPhone in a movie, um, which is pretty crazy. I had no idea, but it's it's just a fun little tidbit that he threw out there. And I was like, oh, that's so fascinating to understand that. <laughs> To see, to hear that, that that's on the corporate level, uh, you know, sort of this indoctrinated or indoctrinaire kind of a thing. I mean, I was watching um, a little bit of uh, a documentary on the making of Apocalypse Now, and I guess they'd actually first approached Steve McQueen, and McQueen wanted to play the role of, of Willard. I, I know that Keitel was actually cast, and then they he, they got rid of Keitel because he mm. was a little proactive, whereas uh, Martin Sheen was more of an observer and everyman, you know, who could be affected by things. Um, but uh, McQueen, in keeping with what you just said, McQueen wanted to be like this guy with like snappy re- retorts and like and completely not in the, not in the weeds at all. He was like hip mm-hmm. to everything. And and, um, uh, and I think he also wanted more money than Coppola was getting. I think he wanted like. Wow. But um, wow. I think it was one of those things that he didn't he didn't do it because uh, I think he, at that time we think yeah, he was suffering from the uh, from the cancer that eventually took his life. But uh, but he but to his to the end, it's like, you know, he was he was totally McQueen. So but it's totally McQueen <laughs> with what you were just saying in terms of, you know, people have a. a uh, a you know a type it's it's sort of like you know Warren Beatty as um you know trying to be like Dick Tracy and having his good mm. side you know, there's all these these uh not these desires not to show fallibility yes know? I love that you know? so much and Dick Tracy's so good and still holds up like the whole the the color theory of that movie is just I mean just a beautiful piece oh, but yeah, I digress no, like, <laughs> when you're a film and, and E.T. wasn't E.T., didn't that come out the same year as The Thing, Carpenter's The Thing? Yeah, 82. Did it really? Yeah. Yeah. I think which I I think you've got aliens, you've got two different sets of aliens, you know, and it's like and one is I mean, that movie, uh, you know, Spielberg's film really just sort of like blew the doors off everything. But uh, the idea that, um, uh, you know, this horror film, space science fiction horror film comes out and. he got, I think he got roundly, roundly panned at the time. That's no, I, insane. Films that I that I just adore. You know? Oh, the thing is amazing. Kurt Russell, it's just brilliant. Yeah. Have I've you watched ever that. watched it with the com- with the commentary between um, uh, no, Kurt Russell and I John Carter? Oh, yeah, the commentary track is absolutely hilarious. Um, oh, it's so yeah. entertaining to listen to. Um, it's definitely worth a watch. It really, really oh, is. Oh. That's awesome. Um, I got to check that out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting when you when you because um, when I was um, having a look through the long list of, of of books that you've worked on over the years, Bill, um, I saw the Dune adaptation in there, uh, which was a free issue because Marvel used to do those brilliant early eighties. They did one for Blade Runner, they did one for Krull, which is one of my favorites. <laughs> favorite. Oh yes, uh, I remember. I remember the uh, the cover more than the interiors on that. I don't know why. Yeah, but, uh, that, that bizarre weapon. I think it was well, I think it was a Bob Larkin cover, if I'm not mistaken. But yes, I'm not, uh, 
So. Yes, um, but um, but but the Dune adaptation. I was looking at that, and it, it just occurred to me to, to ask you if you've seen the, the trailer for the new Denny uh, Villeneuve version that's coming out. Um, <laughs> because yeah, I, for um, one, would I, for one, would love to see your take on the the visual style well, that I, he's bringing to it. Um. Yeah, no, I, I, I actually, I was at Legendary um, when they were actually, this was a year, well, when people were still actually getting together, you know, oh, prior, yeah. um, and they showed me the mood boards that Denis had set up, because um, they asked if I want, if I would possibly work on a, a sort of a, an associated graphic novel with Dune, I mean, um that I think what what I think Legendary also has their comic and publishing branch as well. So, um, but I've I've been a fan of Dune since forever. And then, of mm-hmm. course, working on the David Lynch version. You know, Lynch is another one of my my cinematic and artistic heroes. And Villeneuve is. Um, I mean, I've loved every film, even from Enemy to you know to Sicario. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like I. I yeah. Arrival. I don't think he can do any anything wrong. Uh, you mm. know, Prisoners. One of my. I mean, just a brilliant, brilliant yes. film. You know. They are so, so good. Uh, what I've seen so far from from Dune is uh, his version is, um, in a way, I, I think it's sort of what he did with uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I mean, he you know he, he's taken something that we all sort of know in in a, in a, in a kind of a core ineffable way and he seems to be able to to translate that the one thing that he does that i do feel is is um a plus is that he that even when he did um 2049 i you know with um with k i thought that his his uh his adherence and the way he can actually get into the characters you know and make it about people as opposed to just simply about Spectacle. I mean, that was that was an odd thing when I did uh, the 1984 adaptation. I mean, I did it going in knowing that film adaptations and comics are kind of a thankless task. Um, in a way, it's like doing an adaptation of the Superman film and having to draw the wires that hold him up. You know, it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's like it's a, qu- a question that nobody really asks. It's like the Joker can't be the Joker. The Joker has to be Jack Nicholson. You know, yeah. me, it was like I wanted it to look like Kenneth McMillan, but I also wanted it to feel and do the things that comics can do. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, as as a language, um, but uh, but getting back to what I was just just saying, and then I'll then I'll shut up. <laughs> was no, uh, never. <laughs> uh, the spectacle aspect is that I remember when toy like I think the Dune, nineteen eighty four, like they had like like a Vladimir Harkonnen like doll, you know, and a, and a and a sand sandworm toys, mm-hmm. you know, these it was three pieces of black. You know, you could twist it and, you know, uh, and and it, it's talk about an answer to a question that nobody asked. But I think everybody at that point was saying, you know, there's got to be a toy tie in like with Lucas and that kind of, you know, like uh, angle. And um, and it, it didn't it didn't happen. <laughs> no. Well, no, one- Dune is so like yeah. Dune is funny because Dune is. 
you know, Dune is spectacle in a different way, right? Like you have spectacle now where you have big Marvel films, bigger films, and they do these bigger moments with powers and, you know, fights and all this kind of really great, exciting stuff that you see in blockbuster films. And Dune had all that, but it it was so strange and different and so done in such a crafty kind of way. My wife and I actually just rewatched Dune because I had seen parts of it on Laserdisc with my dad back in the day and my wife had never seen it. Um, and we we're rewatching. I was like, I mean, one Sting's body is just like crazy. I mean, that is fit. It was, it was shape. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that guy was, can wear the shit out like of a the- speedo. <laughs> Or those wing, those 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 wing blue things, whatever he was wearing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but you know the 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 effects in that movie and like the pacing was so different for like an epic film. You know, I mean that's all Lynch and that's you know the writers. Just a fantastic, fantastic way of controlling that well, kind of tension. He um, he did one thing, you know, uh, which was to really make it feel like it was an alien universe. Yeah. You know, yeah. it didn't feel familiar at all. I mean, from the set design to, um, uh, you know, just sort of these Lynchian kind of touches. I mean, he it seemed like you really uh, treated the Harkonnens sort of as the Three Stooges. I mean, it just seems like he had more. That was where his he was the closest to his wheelhouse, you know, in terms of yeah. his bizarre sort of Lynchian thing. I, I, you know, with the the heart plugs and, you know, the pop. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Cat and the rat being sort of taped together. And, you know, it's it's just like the cat thing. That was so bizarre and perfect. I loved it. So weird. That's the kind of stuff that the juxtapositions, I mean, not that, you know, I'm into, you know, I'm not in a way condoning the, you know, animal, you know, Weirdness, yeah, you should see perp. the level of taxidermy that Bill has behind him right now. I mean, it's superb, yeah. but strange, Bill. Very, very strange. <laughs> it's grotesque. It's like we've dialed into the Wait. human centipede. Um. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a really good documentary on um, on taxidermy. I forgot what it's called now, but it was actually really phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I do stuffed. love all the strange imagery. Yeah, I don't know. It's actually really good. I forgot oh. the name of it like an idiot. I don't know why I mentioned it, but there you go. Get stuffed. Get stuffed. Anyway. Get stuffed. Um, so good. Bill, you, I, I'm really looking forward to, to see his version. I, I don't know. Um, uh, with everything being what, what it is right now, I just heard that uh, Wonder Woman's being available. It's going to be available on streaming at, on yeah. Christmas Christmas Day. Um, yes. I, don't, I don't know if um, – if this is going to completely force everybody to recalibrate the cinematic experience, like, or, or if, you know, if it's going to be video on demand for people. And then if you want to go see it in the theaters, I mean, they did that with the mutants. I mean, I know we're going to talk about the the mutants film, but they actually had it in, in theaters for a while. Um, But, um, and I think everybody was hoping that tenant was going to be the, the film that saved, you know, the theaters but um uh it's you know it it, it hasn't you know it, i'm not not saying that that there's not going to be some kind of uh golden or silver lining to all of this but uh, in terms of of that but uh it'll be interesting to see what happens you know yeah, when when i'm out because i i do think it's going to be at least two films um as opposed wow. to that sci that sci-fi adaptation that was done of Dune, which was I think a multi-part. But to me, I mean, I watched that and I sort of felt like it was Arrakis nine hundred two one zero. You know, it felt all the characters felt very pretty. You know, 
Yeah. Sort of, there was, you know, central casting kind of feel, but that's, but yeah. I love that. You know, that's a rack. Yeah, it was. It really felt like that for me. But anyway, I'm I'm going all over. So <laughs> this is how the show is. We we segue like like mad. I mean, you know, we um, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think for me it's partly due to the fact that uh, you know I'm I'm usually behind the computer or behind the drawing board or packing to, you know, move, um, which seems to be taking longer than than oh, I, I thought you'd moved but, by now <laughs> oh no i i i've got about 75 to 80 percent of my stuff there i just have a lot of big things like i've got a, right. a like a huge printer a copy machine like my whole computer setup um and a lot of big furniture that uh you know uh it hasn't been i have i gotta get some guys to come in but it's been it's been totally nuts. I mean, um, uh, maybe over the holidays, you know. Yeah. Um, oh well, 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 good good luck, yeah. good luck with it. Very much. Um, now the reason the reason I um I, I I knew about you moving, of course, because you posted um, about three weeks ago now, I think. Um, uh, moving, found this, and you'd found uh, an uncut marvel universe 94 i want to say uh yeah. trading card sheet mm-hmm. and you were like who wants it um and I, I i can genuinely say i don't think i've ever seen one of those <laughs> well, I have seen old or... those um from different sets um and i guess that that was one of the the perks or the yeah. you know the aspects of, of having worked on the set was getting the whole the whole uncut sheet like that mm-hmm. and um uh, a number of people have written about it and I, I i know that the rest are are actually at the 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 house but um when i came across it because I, I was just going to uh box it up and, and ship it out to the to the house but i thought you know it's going to probably end up in a flat file and i just thought you know Maybe maybe somebody else who really is you know loves them those the card sets might it might be better to give it to somebody who wants to have a home yeah. you know but well so nice thank you for doing that I mean seriously <laughs> it's awesome there, there are a lot of us out here <laughs> as evidenced by the fact that we have this podcast well, um, it, it's really great I mean I I, I actually um, uh, I mean I was a big card collector when i was a kid i mean i was a baseball card collector but i also i remember having the the marvel uh, trading card set the original one where the, it was the puzzle on the back did you remember that? oh one? yeah mm-hmm. all, like all the i think there was well kirby and ditko with the spider-man and everything else and then uh, i remember the batman uh i don't know if the, who did the art on him if it was earl norham or somebody but there was a whole batman set um but you know, you buy it and it would have that that cardboard gum, you know, that was mm-hmm. like just it was like like eating a, a sheet of um, uh, drywall, you know, <laughs> <laughs> had all the white powder on it and everything. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, but, you know, um, the fact that you that there are so many people out there who really do uh, love cards and, and the card sets, it's uh, um yeah, that was one of those things that I kind of was into for a very long period of time, and then got then started and then shifted over to comics, to collecting comics. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's it's really cool. It's and, very uh, cool. 
and then not to paraphrase your career shifted to creating comics and then uh, to just creating cards as well so you've kind of done the whole the whole full circle of it um well, when, it, when they first approached about doing the cards that was just like um uh it was so much fun and and, and i've always enjoyed doing them because i mean you know the superhero cards were one thing for Marvel because some of them would be pen and ink and other ones they, they allowed me to, to try out different painting techniques. And the one thing I really I really loved about doing, especially like for for the main, you know, two companies for Marvel and DC was that there was there was brilliant characters that I, I loved uh, that I was sure at some I was never going to really get a chance to do a story about in, in any kind of series. So it was a way to visit, you know, time. Like I, I think there was a trading card I did of the vulture, you know, yep. the, I, and I just remember, wow, it's like in, in what, no pun intended, what universe would I get a chance to do this? <laughs> um, if I were not, you know, uh, doing it this way, cause I'm not, you know, not working on the Spider-Man line so oh, it, and that vulture is great dip and dip out you know? no and that vulture is yeah. great that's from the 1993 marvel masterpieces and um we were looking at it and the composition of that piece is just so i mean so you but it's also so brilliant for the vulture like the vulture feels flat and like hard edges and he's like on this one side of the car and then you have these vultures in the background this blue sky and i just it's such a smart piece for the vulture right it's just kind of like hard lines it seems flat but then you have all the dynamics oh. and like his character well he was to me he was you know i mean i i i liken him not so much to the michael keaton version you know where it's everything is automated and mechanized i mean i loved you know ditko's version where it was yes. just sort of creepy um you know same thing with with the raimi version of uh the goblin i mean here mm. you need an actor with probably uh, arguably one of the most expressive faces in cinema, and you put him you put him in a a, a Noah mask. You know, it's a uh, it just didn't make any sense to me. No, but, it's uh, a crime. It's a crime yeah. because his face is just. I mean, William William Defoe, right? Is that that's right, right? Oh. Yeah, just. When he did yeah. that smile and he has that creepy smile and it feels like it just goes from ear to ear. Oh, so yeah. perfect. Like he's going to eventually, it's like if he keeps going, he's going to turn into a Canadian from South Park. It's just going <laughs> to, you know, anyway. the way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, guys. hey guys. <laughs> oh, buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> oh, Goodness me! It really made oh, me smile God. from ear to ear just remembering Terence and Philip. Terence and Philip—that's it. That was going to bug so me funny. all day. I was like, "Oh, what's the names?" Yeah, yeah. well, it's, uh, yeah. The, the I think everybody has been in a state of siege and lockdown. You know, no pun and not like, if not literal, at least psychological. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I I remember when you know, not to get too much of a of a you know a snag or a turn into into darker territory but when in 2016 when when uh, uh when we had a new resident you know um <laughs> that uh i it it just was pretty devastating i remember just feeling kind of like uh like i'd gotten some horrible like the country gotten some horrible diagnosis you know and so i think 
that has been in the mind of, I think, of so many people for the last four years, you know, waking up and looking and reading the news like this, you know, what's 100%. what's happening. So there's mm-hmm. so the idea of actually laughing about something, you know, mm-hmm. um, where it's not a rueful kind of laugh, you know, yeah, or or, right. or adding to it and saying, you know, if it weren't so awful, it would be funny. Well, it's funny. Yeah. And, well, like, it is, yeah. But hopefully we'll, uh, you know, we'll get we'll get through it. But uh, hopefully it's like done that. very, very soon. <laughs> hopefully it is done yeah. very, very soon. <laughs> <laughs> any of your you know your your listeners or viewers but uh um you know i mean one, one of the uh, listen we we had the same in in the uk with um brexit mm-hmm. which oh, has sure. been enormously upsetting and has has yeah has caused so much so much division um and excuses for it kind of gives gives intolerance an excuse and, and a voice sure. Um, and right. a reason uh, within society, which has been <laughs> ghastly to see. What they did with Corbyn, you know, um, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of the elections there, but also, uh, you know, your version with with uh, Brexit is sort of like a version of the wall or isolationism that we're going mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. here. So, um, you know, it's it's a uh, um, a crazy, crazy, a crazy time generally, you know. Yeah. But, well, it's really nice. It's really nice because in the group, you know, we have people who are from everywhere. Um, and it's been so nice to talk about cards. And we've had an influx. And the show has been so great because it's just been this nice moment of levity and kind of like just enjoying art. You know what I mean? Just looking yeah. at pieces and enjoying, enjoying the hobby. Kind of you know. Let's yeah, uh, I will refrain from veering into that. Oh, territory. please, you're fine. No, 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 no. But it, it was really pretty much like into, you know what you said about laughing about Terrence, you know, Terrence and Philip or whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you realize that I certainly realize that I that a lot of my laughs were were sort of um, they came with a price tag, you know. It yeah. Felt like they were in lieu of something horrible, but uh, it's nice to actually just let let go of guffaw. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah, it's it very is. different. It's one, very different. One, now. <laughs> one thing um, that has been uh, apparent this year, fr- from our perspective, as, as, as Noren mentioned, we've had uh, an influx of members into both of the groups. Uh, there's one focused on Marvel Masterpieces collectors that you were in for about 21 minutes at one point, uh, Bill, uh, because Stalker. Dave DeVries invited you in. <laughs> and, and I accepted it. And I think you must have looked at your phone and thought, oh, no, I'm not having that. Um, so, but you are an honorary member of the group to this day. So you have a, oh. you have a membership number and everything. <laughs> um, but, um, but this year we've had... Um, it's happened across the entire like sports cards are going absolutely crazy um and uh pokemon you know there's record prices on things uh the new marvel masterpieces set which was dave palumbo um julie bell's um uh son and very very talented uh artist um has just released his marvel masterpieces 2020 set which was the 11th set i believe in in the lineage um and it is it was absolutely like pounced upon so the the interesting thing about 2020 is that everyone's just just focusing on on what what they love be it hobbies or be it keeping fit or you know mindfulness or creativity you know whatever they can do just to just to tune out and just to, to 
focus and not go absolutely <laughs> mad. Yeah. Um, so, uh, which is which is why it occurs to me that you finding that uncut sheet, <laughs> kind of, you know, a fair way into 2020 and putting it out there, you know, it's 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 a golden moment to have floated that balloon. I mean, I'm sure. You know, it would have oh, gone anyway, but it, it, it just it just struck me. Yeah, well, um, well, I you know, interesting when you when you mentioned the uh, uh, the card sets uh, because I know that uh, was I think Jesco didn't he do an entire I think he did a whole Tarzan set. I mean, uh, that would be fun to do. The most of the sets that I've done solo have been you know, I mean, I've, I've dipped in and, and done mm. any number of of marvel or dc cards but n- not a whole the whole set which would be a which would be a blast i'd love to do something well listen That'd we had sick. we That'd had the amazing. president of upper deck on uh, a couple of months ago um as well as some of his team so i'm sure i'm sure you've got their number because you you've done haven't you signed at their booth at uh, san diego comic-con at the upper deck oh yeah booth? I, wasn't there I'm a print gonna... or something there was something going on i probably I have remember. You know, um, uh, I think I think I I've signed some stuff uh, at at the booth um, for them, but you know I know that um, uh, again the idea of actually doing the whole a whole oh. uh, step, you know would be would be ideal. It's a commitment. It's a commitment. That'd That's be awesome. Sure. That'd be uh, sick. I'd, I'd be at the front end of the line for that one. That'd be I mean, fantastic. Lot, I think a lot of people would. I think, well, yeah, a lot of people would, yeah. And, you know, friendly dictators or, you know, Kennedy assassination cards or something like That's that. Right. Mm. You know, um, or more political type things. So mm. uh, it's which allowed me to jump around. But, you know, um, and those are those are our commitment as well. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure that's a pretty big that's a pretty big list. What is that like? Ninety cards in a set, or a hundred cards in a set? That has to be one. Is like was uh, uh, what you mean for the superhero ones? Yeah, for, I mean no, no the well, JFK ones one. you did by JFK yourself one was thirty six, I think. Thirty six. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, you know, and and um, I remember I had a show in. In Pittsburgh, where actually I had uh, that a lot a lot of the artwork up for that um, for sale. Um, oh wow! And, um, the exhibit was about to open on opening night, um, but you know, cocktail party kind of a thing. And I went to the um, this the the owner of the gallery, and I said, I I, I don't want to sell any of the. Uh, of the cards unless it's as this it's complete set and um she said well i put a whole bunch of you know and i said look and i actually i just i paid for all her expenses i said look you know if we sell some other stuff because what what i was afraid was going to happen and it kind of would have turned out to be this um everybody would have wanted the Marilyn monroe trading card and then no and then all the other ones would have just sort of become also rands and um and it, without that one card, so eventually, I mean, I ended, I, I did end up selling the entire card as a set, as a as a single set. But um, but that's I suppose the one odd thing about you know uh, sets with a theme. Whereas I suppose you know like trading cards, like with superhero stuff, it's uh, you know you can find people who are 
there's going to be somebody out there who's into a specific character. You know? Oh yeah. We have a, uh, we have a collector's oh, yeah. club. We are right. Like my, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, uh, I, I go under the alias of Norn Rad, which is, you know, the surfer guy. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, t- I teach at a university. So I, I, t- I don't want my students knowing how dorky I am. And <laughs> you know what I mean? And then Ian, my, my, my buddy Ian here, he's a big black cat collector. So he does black cat. Mm-hmm. I do surfer. So we have like a collector's club and there's tons of us out there trying to get our characters and all these different cards and stuff like that so right. but yeah no for sure with a superhero card or supervillains, even the most obscure character the crazy thing about card collectors is that we are all have we all really have a lot of respect for the art as you know what i mean like when you do comic books you're into story you're into art you have multiple things you know sequential art the paneling the sure. penciling the inking you know what i mean there's a lot of different avenues to take with card collectors for superheroes it really is looking at the art you know looking at the comp- composition looking at the style looking at the creative choices um but yeah so for us it would be kind of like you could have a hulk or you can you can have like a prowler or something off character you know what i mean or moonstar or mirage you know I mean, you could have one of those and someone's like, yeah, I'll take it. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's mine. (laughs) Well, that's also the fun because you're trying to distill the essence of a character down to one image. And that's always a challenge. It's a it's a wonderful challenge as well. You know, when I mentioned the black cat, I think the first time I ever saw that character, um, I think it was when Neil ended up doing, I think, something with him with the specter, I think. Uh, Wasn't the black cat? She would. The Spectre that drawn by Neil Adams and but the but the Wildcat or the Black Cat I'm sorry wait, which character are we talking about the uh, Black, Black Cat the Marvel oh, one Spider Man oh, um, oh the female yeah. oh okay yes yeah yeah I know um, the one you're thinking of yeah yeah of what, sorry that's that's right yeah okay but no that's that's great yeah there's and you know you get and you get certain artists I mean who who can really capture that's that uh the feel for the characters so. well i think you did it very well like so let, let so let's do some card questions because i know viewer uh, listeners are dying to hear card questions so your first time doing superheroes or doing marvel cards was that 1993 marvel masterpieces i know you did sketchographs like you know some sketches and stuff but like doing it for nice. a card set right i think the first was 93 was that right or did you do some other before that that was like marvel pertaining to marvel um, so when i all i i don't really recall what uh it, it sounds about right 93 sounds about right i think there was a period when um you know like with any any associated art form like with comics it's like there was a period when i think pogs were kind of a big thing yes yes you yes know? and 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 it, it it's like they sort of run their course and then trading trading cards sort of like were in their ascendancy so they you know they um and then everybody you know seemed to jump on the trading card bandwagon so i think that sounds about right 93 um, yeah cuz that would be right after the joe jusco set so like okay. you said before, so it was like the big surgeons was 92 Joe Jusco set where he did right. the whole set over 100 first cards, Marvel masterpieces, yeah. first Marvel masterpieces. And then the second Marvel masterpiece was was um, a, a collage of many different artists to work right. on the set. I think it was like a total of six or five, maybe around yeah, there. 
know, you had you had uh, he had you had Joe Gisco, you had Ray, Ray Largo. Largo. Um, there was Bill some, <laughs> There was uh, Steranko was on it. Oh yeah, that's right, um, Joe Phillips. Yeah. Um, you, I think, I think you, I think you've got four cards in that one, Bill. Uh, I've got Vulture, Hulk, Wolverine, and Ghost Rider that I've written down Saber here. Sabertooth, of course, yes. And then, then there was a set that that came out later. Where I think I did like Professor X and uh, um, Clear Ultra X Men. I think Clear right? Ultra X Men. You did a yeah, cable I, as well. I think. I, um, yeah, it's like um, uh, I think I did. Uh, Danielle Moonstar, um, yeah. oh. Rainy Sinclair as as Wolfsbane. I've um, got them all here. There's a there's a prize yeah. if you get them all. There's a car for you. If you oh, get yeah. Well, I, 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 it's in <laughs> the sets. I just remember the images and just like uh, I almost remember painting the the images. And there was one I did of of the a member of the Brood with the with the yes. The, yeah, which I which I remember doing as well, because um, they again they were really fun to do because I got a chance to sort of, you know, I could do a, a you know a, a, an attractive female and I can do a big bug bug monster. You know, you it's, did oh, Mojo. You did Mojo. I, I swear oh that, that, that that's put, oh, yes, that put kids. Yeah, that's put kids in therapy. We actually did it. We, we did a Halloween episode last year, and it was one of the cards we featured in that. that <laughs> we made the list, baby. Randy sort of like talk about, you know, going, uh, you know, going to South Park on that. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was great. Well, it's funny because actually the first time I was introduced to your work was from the 93 Marvel set. Funny enough, like I looked at Hulk and um, and then I saw your Ghost Rider there and your Wolverine. And I was just like, what is because I'm I'm a huge component. Show knows this and poor Ian has to hear about all the time. But you're one of my favorites. I'm huge into creepy collage art, the stylistic, the sketchy kind of lines. I love all that stuff. Just blows me away. I always want to see a surfer in your style. Like I'm always dying to. But yeah, that's another one of my favorite characters of all time um I, you know when i when i actually read the, the series i mean when when the Sil- when surfer had his own series i think with john and he, i think by dan atkins uh, i think except his brother sal sal linked uh, one or two issues of that but that was just uh, you know brilliant brilliant stuff so yeah that's a that's a great character you know uh, especially so after all those reflections and you know nailing oh it. yeah well, it's so funny to see Trad Moore's work on Sur- on Silver Surfer Black, and his is just very, you know, heavy ink, very prominent lines, and very elongated type of limbs, and really interesting eyes. So it's just very funny. I think about your work. I think about you know structural skeleton structure, all that kind of really cool stuff. But yeah, it was the first time I was introduced to your work was through the cards, and then of course I read Electra, and you know, read of course your pieces and all that kind of stuff. But. Um, and seen your art in other comic books and so forth. But yeah, that was the first time I had seen your work. So when you worked on the card series, what so what was the process for that? Because they're kind of like mini covers, like you mentioned before. So was a particular size? Was uh did you, you know, was it very creative in terms of like different materials? Just a little bit if you it, remember. It was, yeah. No, I remember um I mean w- one of the nice things about him is that um uh you know, because of the, of the actual print size, I could work um, some of the trading cards. I could work much larger, you know, um, I could work twice up, three times up uh, on some of the um, 
Krypton images for DC. For DC. Uh-huh. Um, there was one I did. I think it was a cyborg Superman in space. I think it was sort of mm. – uh, and I think the original to that was – I mean it was probably like 16 times up. You know? <laughs> I, uh, wow. The image of um, – Candor was was like I think it was a twenty by thirty inch painting that was shrunk down. So, so uh, you know it was it was bound. It was it was. I love it when things tighten up and come together, and and you know, and and so so scratchy lines can sort of congeal into this nice, yeah, you know, mm. uh, you know impressionistic thing. Um, of course, and then working the opposite way, which is, you know, if it's something is print a print size of, of comic book size and you draw it at the size of, of a trading card and then blow it up, it can, starts to fall apart. And that can be something that's really cool. But I do I think most of the, the trading cards were done either five by seven or eight by ten in that vicinity somewhere, you know, wow. you know, not too, too far afield from that. But but. What was fun about them was that you know I could I could play with whatever techniques I wanted, and also because they you know compared to other comic work, you know working this size would be considered working small, but for the for the trading cards it's actually working large. Yeah. You know, and um, and so covering a real estate, you know, of the surface, and then if I mess it up, I could I could just begin it oh you know started over so um wow it's not like i've got an investment of of you know of uh you know three yards four yards of canvas that i, that I need to <laughs> get out a roller you know <laughs> right start like, painting the thing <laughs> it's a lot of fun they, they they gave me a lot of uh a lot of leeway and i i did uh do quite a few um uh sketches of the of you know of some of the characters other ones i just said you know this is this is kind of what i'm gonna do and and uh but they did want to see sketches for pretty much all of them at least in yeah idea. i was gonna ask about that i was gonna ask if you had to do prelims for like approvals and then you go into the the card art itself i was gonna ask about that yeah, yeah that's fascinating yeah yeah they they were um they didn't have to be super tight but they um you know, it, it's it's not like quite the same as you know doing the thumbnails because the thumb you know for a comic story because uh, for a narr- narrative uh, arc because uh, those are usually done just to sort of give um, uh, you know the writer and the editor an idea of what you know what's going on. Whereas with right movement, it, yeah, it's with, like blocking, you know, isn't it? I guess yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. But um, uh, but those sketches were. Uh, you know, I think I think at the time, I don't know if if memory serves. I think Marvel was Upper Deck, and I think Marvel and Upper Deck were sort of this unit as well, wasn't it? Was it Marvel? Yeah, there it's was like, something with uh, Skybox and so forth where they had yeah, to like yeah, it was Skybox, so, yeah, Impel and then Skybox, and then they yeah. became Fleer. It seemed like I was doing, um, you know, it wasn't like I'm I'm doing something for client x it felt like it started to become part and parcel of doing things for comics that way mm. you know where cover sketches and things like that so it, it it all started to feel um uh that approval was needed for everything you know or or yeah. at least um a general idea of what what you were going for so uh because um 
I'm I tend to be more familiar with with comics and you know the narrative aspect of it, and um, as much as I I'm familiar maybe with some of the characters and doing them as a as a cover or a, as a trading card. Trading cards are kind of a world unto themselves. I mean, it's like they're they're really um, they're like a cousin to you know it's like to to comics in a way or to or to whatever you know or i don't view them necessarily the way a lot of people tend to which is um as a as an advertising adjunct um uh you know in the same way that i i see i how i view comics i mean a lot of times people think of comics as sort of a a value added thing, like kind of like a, a happy meal or a slurpy mm. cup or something like that. Right. A precursor to something else. Yeah. No, it's sort of, uh, um, to me, all of these art forms, I mean, and I do call them art forms that are associated with other, uh, you know, even with sports, like again, collecting sports cards, um, I didn't view them necessarily as something that was separate and apart or a, a plus to the love of baseball. It was actually, they were just cool in and of themselves, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. What, yeah. Cause I mean, the, that's what, how they are for us pretty much. I mean, you know, I think there is such a component of artists. There is such a moment where artists do these trading cards and there is a story in them. Like it's not done in panels, but it's done in a look. It's done in the composition. Yeah. It's, you know, we talk about this all the time, especially whether the artists are like, oh, I really wanted to capture this moment for the character. You know what I mean? So there's this really cool like, oh, here's a snapshot of this character. Here, Here's a hint on what was happening before. Here's where it might go in the future. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're seeing that narrative arc, but you're just capturing the beginning, the end or the middle. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I love that, I, by the way. I, that was wonderful. The, inter the interesting one for me, because we were, um, we had uh, Simone Bianchi on the show mm -hmm. um, a couple of weeks ah, ago, and when, so <laughs> we mentioned you because I know that you were at Lake Como with him a couple oh, yeah. of years back. Um, I, I saw him there. He was, he was, I think he was taking a nap under his table or something. When, <laughs> I, when, when he Sounds wasn't. about right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love and, it. Um, and and he told us that he he told us a little because there's there's a photo I've seen of you and he and um, a young lady who's a fan of both of you and and she'd posted a photo which um, uh, which we talked about but um, uh, one of the interesting things that that we've 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 almost more than any other set forensically gone over Simone's work on Marvel masterpieces. 2018, which um, I think it think took him 15 months to do, um, 135 pieces, oh, and really? the one of the, well, one of the cool things about about the, the challenges of doing a Marvel set now is, of course, everything has to be approved, and you know the approvals process, and 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 Upper Deck have made. Uh, the preliminary art part of the set. So there is a subset that you can get where you can get 90 oh. cards and it's all the preliminaries uh, where Simone in, in various states of the process, some of them are almost like the Magneto is almost fully finished. Uh, but some of them are very um, uh, just black and white and, you know, they haven't had that detail added. But um, and interestingly, Dave Palumbo's process of the preliminaries is, is completely different. He operates in a very, uh, he, he calls it monochromatic, but it's very much a very red and uh, red hues, isn't it, Norrin? Um, yeah. The way he's so, done So yeah, his. it's on like, it's like a red can, it's like he paints it red and then he starts adding black and white variations. That's so right. it gives That's right. variations to the red. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. And, really and, cool. But they're, 
but, but they're beautiful. But the interesting thing about them is that um, with both Simone and um, uh, Dave Palumbo's work is that you almost get a different sense of the story or you may not have the full thing that was added um especially with simone's work because he creates this such an otherworldly <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of environment that the characters are in i mean morbius is on a floating rock um, yeah, yeah <laughs> and, you know so cool and that's, and that's that's very very Simone. um and you know some of the stuff that he does with skulls and uh make a luca 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 where he lives as being part of the background on some of the card art so so, so i find that very interesting so when i it, you know how realistic it is that you'd ever spend 15 months doing you know one single card set of 135 pieces at this stage in your career i don't know but if you were to do it I'm, my whistle is well and truly wetted by the prospect of seeing the preliminary versions of what your final pieces would become. I, I, that that fascinates me, no end, because your your style and and your finished pieces are so you, but also so different from each other in in, in many ways that I I would I would get the window into that process of creation. Oh, yeah, for you would be fascinating. You say that, yeah. I uh, I, I there there are. More often than not, I tend to find that that uh, the preliminaries tend to be much more intriguing to me. You know, the the road's not taken sometimes. Um, yeah. You know, I, I probably I think you could talk to any number of, of artists uh, who work, especially in a commercial capacity. You know, um, you know, there's the there's that that old bromide of, of, you know, I do all these roughs and then, you know, I, I the worst one, I, they're always going to pick the worst one, the art director, whatever, you know? So sometimes pieces come back and you, you end up doing a piece really kind of for yourself. So, um, I tend to like the idea of, of, uh, um, taking chances with them. And, but because you're dealing, uh, one, not only with the approval process about whether you've nailed the character, the, the area that gets tense or oh, not tense, that's the wrong word. Um, it gets challenging to nail. Hey, Norrin. Hey, Ian. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year to you, too. Folk are probably wondering why they're hearing this. Yeah, well, your lame-ass internet connection dropped and we lost about 10 minutes of Bill. I'm so sorry, buddy. And for folks listening, Bill was asking us about our car community and how the hobby is now. So we rejoined Bill and us later in that conversation. So back to Bill Sinkevich. I can't believe I just said that. That's so cool. <laughs> it's like uh, the thing about them is is – they're sort of like they're they're each of them is unique, but yet they fall under a larger umbrella of you know uniformity too. You know, it's oh, like their size wow. or something. I'm th- I'm talking about the cards now, not not about. <laughs> I'm, I'm for, both apply though, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's very very cool. So, um, the, when did you begin it? The uh, the groups. Um, where are we now? Um, I've lost all track of time and space. <laughs> yep. <for> 20, 20. <laughs> um, uh, mid uh, early 
2018, I guess, kind of May 2018. I started the first one, and then Marvel Masterpieces Collectors was a, was a couple of months later. And um, uh, we've talked about it before on 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 the on the podcast. But um, Dave DeVries, who um, I, oh, you, nice. uh, hopefully you'll have you'll have heard of him, maybe met on the on the circuit at some point. But oh, um, I've, I've known Dave for a long time. He's phenomenal. He's, he's a great guy and a brilliant, incredible talent. Really, I, and a, a, Absolute sweetheart. Yeah. Super sweet. I don't know why I just just had a brain fart there because obviously he's the one who invited you into Marvel Masterpieces Collectors and then (laughs) uh, for that brief 21 minutes. But um, uh, I I thank him for all of it because when Masterpieces Collectors started on day one, he invited Joe Jusco, Julie Boris, Nelson, and, you know, all those bigger creators in and when we started this podcast he was four i believe he was like yeah it was our first interview and you know he was just anything he could do to help us out so um supportive which was which was so so sweet of him to to do um and it's it's the the amazing thing is that there are so many that you know there's a fair few communities that talk about cards on on facebook and um and on the internet and you know, some of them are older than others, but we um, we've got a we've got a pretty good community, and we've got a really good healthy mix of artists as well. And and what we're finding now is that there's a especially with the sketch cards, because sketch cards are such a big part of the modern sets, and there are so many artists working on them. That there's that there's we're starting to see that symbiosis of of the artists being influenced by and asking for inspiration for the community on facebook which is quite a bizarre well uh, yeah that that's you know but to me that that to me that that speaks to the connection you know um between the 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 fans and and the you know the creators it's like uh, of the of the art or of the comics or the the card sets or whatever it's uh it is a dialogue you know, um, and that's one of the things that I love. I mean, in terms of, of becoming a member, it's like I'll have to I'll have to re- revisit that. And I mean, my, my <laughs> you're fine. I'm putting your leg. Really, you know, <laughs> just I've usually got my head so far up my own butt with you know, you know, no, just, no. you know, working like crazy. So so. Please don't take my as any slight that if I didn't if I respond, it 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 really just means I'm not at all. It's, listen, it's social media, and I know it's you know at the end, yeah. You know, oh, for some people, Ian had to beg me Facebook to get on is, Facebook. It was terrible. Like I'm hardly, yeah, I feel bad. Like I'm an admin of the group, the co-host, and I feel terrible. And Ian, Ian does most of the work because I can't stand social media. So no, but no, just messing around. I can't do it. But, yeah, but, um, but Facebook's one yeah. thing. But what I find interesting, Bill, is is how active you are on Twitter. I mean, you oh, are yeah, so uh, you're a, a voracious tweeter um if that's the right word um and just the engagement that you you, you get from that for, for both your work and obviously for, well, yeah, for, for, your, for, for your views on, on things it's been a bit i mean um you know i've got, got a chance to sort of connect with some people that um that i'd met or uh, you know am friends with um you know and, and thing, it, it can it can kind of um uh it's it, it it can kind of snowball. It can also, you know, I can also meet people um, that I hadn't met prior. Um, it is a different arena than uh, than than Facebook. It really is. Um, and uh, although I, for the last, I've been a little bit 
shy on uh, rec- you know recently. It's like I, I had some some stuff that I just had to deal with, and it was like I'm just. <laughs> Away from from being online or, or whatever, but um, uh, and of course doing the memorial pieces that you know I pop in there with with a lot of those or or celebratory pieces like on occasion yeah, birthday pieces like with it for Ed Asner or, or whomever. Mm. But um, but yeah, I, I uh, you know I tend to love the the political arena that you can sort of get in get out. Again, it's uh, it doesn't. <laughs> A lot, a lot of time. But um, in terms of you both, you know, getting in and you know doing the thing on online, um, uh, does it does it take up quite a considerable, you know, period of time? Uh, you know, of, of your daily. It does for me. It does for me. I mean, no one tunes out quite frequently because because I kind of set them up and, and, and still heavily moderate them. Um, and, you know, because people are people and they will uh, occasionally argue. But um, uh, I would say I probably, well, with the podcast, I probably, it's probably eight to ten hours a week on the podcast at least. Um, maybe a bit more actually, um, and then on the episode, on the group moderation, probably you know just just checking in and being, yeah, it's a, it's you know it's, it's a fair chunk, um, but you know it's 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 not <laughs> it's not a first world problem situation. You now I chose Seriously, to kind of yeah, it's, dive it's, in there. So <laughs> um, when it stops being yeah. fun, it will stop. <laughs> They're that they are, um, you know. We get we, we get to do these things that we enjoy doing, and so that you know yeah. there is there is a benefit and a plus to yeah. that. There is a, and it also there can be a, as crazy as it can get. That's uh, you know, and I've certainly felt this way about anything I've done in my career. That you know, there's a bumper sticker that says a bad day of fishing is better than a good day at work. I mean, for me, yeah. it's like even when I yeah. don't feel like. I've got any gas in the tank whatsoever that I'm just fighting with it. To me, it's all still fishing, you know? Um, yeah, still- I mean, <laughs> but you see that Everyone. in your work though, right? I love that yeah. so much, but you, yeah, you see that constantly. Like you're always creative. You're always inventing. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've never been bored ever with any of your pieces. You know what I mean? I've never once looked at your pieces and thought oh, that's, that's just Bill being Bill. That's more like, wow, here, here's, he's doing something different at this point. And it's yeah. just building and building and building. I just love that so much and appreciate you doing that work. You know, I know that's oh, not easy. Very much. Well, it's interesting when you talk about, you know, um, being bored or whatever, I, I, there was a, I think I, there was one piece that I decided to do and I did it as a painting, uh, because I thought, does the world really need one more Batman or a gargoyle, you know? And I thought, <laughs> is it, at, at a certain point, it's just, you know, the brain just seizes up and it's, you know, and I just, <laughs> I'm going to do my version of it, of Batman or a gargoyle, and then I'm going to leave it alone. It's like, I'm never going <laughs> to. Never again. again. Oh well, God! But Batman on gargoyle, man, you can't beat that, I, I, though, right? I mean, we can yeah. be honest, right? It's just an instant classic. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a black cat by you, Bill. So if you feel like scratching that itch at Poor any Bill. point, then we're you know, like Silver Surfer, you know, black cat. Yeah. Like we're whispering yeah. all these things. We're not, we're not, we're not, I'm so sorry. We're not. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, <laughs> like, oh, please, I, 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 that's the thing is that, um, you know, when I, when I 
ventured with, you know, and, and come into contact with some people on groups or whatever. And they mentioned, you know, they forget that I'm as much of a fan as, as, you know, yeah. as, as anyone. So, right. uh, you know, someone will ask me to do some, you know, have you ever drawn this character? I'm like, no, I, I can't believe I have it. You know, it's like, let me, let me, let me try that. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, you, you may, uh, yeah. And the thing is, <laughs> The challenge is, is that so many amazing people have done versions of those, you know, those specific characters. So sometimes the idea of dipping my toe into that water is just like, okay, how, what can I do to make it, you know, not just mine, but make it feel like, like the essence of this character. So, See, but that's why you're Bill Sinkovich, though, right? <laughs> it's true. Well. Like I, yeah, it's, it's just a level of con- it's uh, my my um, uh, well, my love for the characters and for the medium, but also probably some level of con- of competitiveness. It's like you know, this is how it <laughs> should be. You know, it's like because uh, I know that certainly when I've had conversations with you know with Alex Ross, I mean, I think he feels that you know Captain America is you know he's he's the the, the original version. You know, it's like that's mm-hmm. Captain. America to him, not not the sort of militaristic sort of you know, or Batman is you know, it's it's the spandex. It's not you know, it's right. plating. You know, I so. don't think he's done a black hat either. I need to have a word. Um, Ian will have a word with him. <laughs> I will have a word. Yes, um, which, which reminds me something you said a moment ago. Reminds me, I heard um, the actor uh, Alfred Molina interviewed by mm-hmm. Chris Hardwick a few years ago, um, and. Um, at one point in the episode, he was he was talking about jobs that may not have been going so well, or he might not have been getting along with the director, and or it might have been a straight to video, you know, just to pay the bills kind of thing. Um, and he said the one thing that, that keeps me going is I, I I have to say to myself, it beats hot mopping, and that's kind of his his mantra that keeps him going. So. Yeah, it, it kind of like you know whatever whatever it is you're doing, it, it beats hot mopping. Um, you, you mentioned your, um, I think you called them memorial pieces, mm-hmm. um, and I, I meant to ask you about this when we were talking about trading card sets. Um, in the, the, I love seeing those. I love uh, being the people who are still living or people who have passed on. So uh, Brianna Taylor is a recent one I remember uh, seeing that you'd done. Um, they would make an amazing trading card collection. Oh, they're so pretty. Wow. Well, you know, it, it, it's interesting that you say that. I mean, the idea of um, um, uh, – and this, this is the, the – the, um, kind of gets into an interesting arena for me uh, of – value and, and I'm going to try to navigate my my how I, I'm discussing this because I um it, it, I can see a similar issue with trading cards and the perception of them and also the perception of uh uh comics and what I mean is is that uh the idea of doing a, a, a set of trading cards, and I think it would be an interesting idea because you can actually have, I mean, like a, I think there were some, there was some discussion, you know, amongst myself, and maybe some other people about maybe doing a, um, you know, school shootings in terms of like, you know, like drawing attention to 
the victims of school shootings and like that these people oh, wow. you know, they lived and and then this is what they that like their interests on the back or whatever so that they're not forgotten you know so oh. that they're a gravitas and a an acknowledgement and then maybe have the the funds go to you know some kind of uh social program or some some kind of, of uh, charity or fund um at the same time, it's like the double-edged sword of because I feel that comics can be like I did when I worked with Alan Moore on Brought to Light. I feel like the comics can be journalists. Well, you know, they, they can do something or when they would do like Heroes for Hope or whatever or the, uh, the like stuff for, for um, after 9-11, you know, and, yeah. and yeah. benefits. So it's um, but yet there is a tendency for some people to believe that comics are sort of just you know, um, you know, medium still to this day still a medium for children you know, and I wonder if if you if if the idea of doing it like a trading card set of a memorial pieces would be if there if there wouldn't be and I'm I'm sure that there would be probably a a, a maybe a small percentage who feel that it's um uh you know it it's not the arena for it you know and yet other people who would feel like it's the perfect arena for it you know it's a perfect place because um you can you can carry the like this with you and you can you know and and it's out there and it's it's important there's a like again it's like some kind of thing where you can put it in your pocket if you want to keep that person close to you so there's there it's um i i can't help but this is how my brain works it's like to see Uh, that makes sense positive idea and then no i love that seeing how people uh maybe because i've dealt with it for since my my whole career and that uh, the idea that some people are going to be um, the naysayers regardless even when it's a brilliant idea like you just said yeah. I think mm. I think, it I think there's always a fine line when you bring something to a different medium right like I love the memorial pieces you're doing because you know they're instant they're posted it's a nice thing it's not money it's like here's this moment we're gonna distill and look at and take a moment to reflect, right? And it becomes this passing thing where it's not like, there's not things that can kind of like bubble out of it and become evil and non-sayerist and all this kind of stuff. So I understand, mm-hmm. right? When you when you do take different projects to different mediums, right? Like when comic books talk about real world things, right? You always have people who are like, oh, don't touch upon that. This is a fictional world. But then at the same time, you get really touching stories that teach people right that move people that that help people learn and become more aware of things right so yeah i i totally get that and that's that's great to think of it that way i mean i wish more people took the time to think about things before they put them out there you know what i mean or or went down a certain road because it is nice to have those moments to say you know is this you know do i want you know is this for here or is this for here well, yeah. Well, I think I think it simply comes down to like uh, I, I don't necessarily know if it's if it's strictly about trying to think of it, think of it in, in terms of empathy because you know uh, there is a um, it, nor nor about trying to like head things off at the past. It's like what's the what's the worst possible way someone could take this? this <laughs> you know? 
like as you know someone's going to you know yeah. or like um uh it's 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 a, a little bit like say when um uh uh John Krasinski did uh, like he had this good news podcast or whatever. Oh, and then, that was brilliant. oh yeah. And then he sold it, and so a lot of people sort of felt like um, uh, when you when you present something in a certain context, it can be viewed as hey, we're sharing in this together. Once Authentic. you once monetize it, or you you bring another arena, like another aspect into it, it can quickly turn on a dime you know and yeah. um uh and again i have there's no solution or there's no end to what i'm i'm saying <laughs> and there's no result that i'm trying to get to i'm just aware of the fact that that it, that it just causes a loop of thinking about it to make sure that that um uh if it's done as trading card set or any set yeah. that or if any set that's being done for anything that it um uh, that there's an integrity to it that, yeah. you know, at the end of and the day. It, well, we just appreciate you doing it, period, I think is, is oh, the yeah, most important absolutely. thing for sure. It's very cool. It's really awesome. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I'm I'm going to quickly uh, – Noreen, you, you wanted to t- touch on New Mutants. I haven't seen it yet. Apologies, Bill. Um, <laughs> I think it was released over here digitally, but um, – I might, it might have missed not, it. Yeah, it might, <laughs> might. I mean, it just got digitally released. I was able yeah. just to watch it a couple of days ago. I think it was. Yeah. How fun was that to have the the piece become a film? I mean, you must have been. I saw you talk at um, well, you know, I saw you virtually. I at the Comic Con virtual thing where you were talking about New Mutants, right, with the directors and cast. I think you came on. Yeah, it was Yeah, um, yeah, and again, they're all. I just. I, I think Josh is an amazing director. I mean, I think he, I can't wait to see what he does with the stand. I think that's the next thing uh, he's doing. Uh, ooh, stand. I saw the trailer uh, for that. Yes. And, you know, and the cast has just been wonderful. I mean, it's like I, I, I told him, I said, look, you know, you know, as far as I don't have any kids of my own, I said, so, you know, uh, if, if, if you get any shit, they're going to have to go through me to get to you. <laughs> like, yeah, you're well, they were fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, it got, it got, uh, some really good reviews. Other ones like were not so great. Um, but, um, I think it was, it was a victim of, of, you know, COVID and, and of, of, uh, the the corporate uh, stuff between Disney and, and Fox. So I think it, it, it sort of became, um, um, a bit, uh, like the, uh, you know, the, the bastard stepchild that sort of got shunted yeah, around. punching bag type of thing. Yeah, yeah. it had it had a but tough road. I, I think yeah. it was, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really lovely, you know, tight little uh, set piece. And um, uh, it certainly wasn't a bloated film by any means. Um, no, no. You know, it felt very intimate. And um, uh, and again, for me, it's it's like, getting to know the cast and um uh and now whenever i think of drawings those certain characters it's like i can't help but think of like anya as you know that's so crazy or or when i would do um you know david holler you know my version with the with the spiky hair and it's like i can't help but but see you know dan stevens so it's so cool um, they're taking something that Chris and I did and running with it, and then it gets it gets put into 
another artist, a group of artists and creative craftspeople with their own vision. And then it, they're, they're running with it. And then I become, you know, a, a, a member of the audience who is influenced <laughs> by, by what they're doing. So it, wow. it's, it's a lovely kind of circle that I kind of, um, you know, really, really do uh, feel that that's kind of the essence of creativity for me is kind of just keeping it going, paying it forward and keeping it going. So um, uh, I, I tend not to be one of those guys who go like, well, that's not how that's supposed to be. You know, <laughs> like, because uh, who am I to say? I'm just I'm just an idiot with a paintbrush. So, I think it's like, nice, though. I think people take People take interpretation. Look, you know, it was like when we're talking about adaptations and, you know, to start, you know, moving, moving to a close, right? You don't, you don't want to see one creation, one medium completely recreated in a new medium. One, you can't do that, right? The transfer is never going to be like that, right? You can't actually get that, right? What I think is so brilliant, and you know, you could just think back to Batman, right? To what Michael Keaton did with Batman, what Christian Bale did with Batman. You know what I mean? Like what George Clooney did with Batman. You know what I mean? Like you have different interpretations and each one brings its own uniqueness. I mean, we're in 2020. How many times have we learned already in the last couple of years that nostalgia, it will bring back anything, right? And it will find its audience and will find its niche, right? I think that's the point. It's entertainment. It was fun. It's nice. You know what I mean? And it was different. And I think that well, was, was a cool that's part. very true. And the other aspect of, of what you're saying that, that is, is, um, uh, you know, I remember when the Marvel films first started, they, 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 their opening uh, logo was the flipping of the comic panels, you know. That's right. And then somewhere along the way, it became the flipping of the of, of this. It was the cinema group. The comics were like they became a fragment of, of you know, yeah. of the of that entire opening. And um, I not that uh, the only purism I, I feel like or purist that I feel like I am is that is to not sell art or or the 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 original source short, you know, like give it, yeah. give it its own due. Um, like I certainly feel like comics and trading cards are going to be around. Uh, they may be in different forms, but they're going to be around and they're they're not going to they're not going to go away because they they speak to that tangibility aspect of things that as human beings, we need to hold something in our hand, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, but I think that, that certainly for, for some corporate, I, uh, you know, like my, my view of some of the corporations uh, is that, you know, they tend to go where the money is, which is, of course they're right. And I understand that, but I love the idea that like, well, don't just concentrate on just the, the film. Like, think of it. You know, like, there are comics, or there are trading cards, or there are there's other yeah. things there that are, um, uh, you know, don't don't cast them aside. It's like let right. Let, don't let, neglect let, the uh, original material, right? And we I, you could see many spectrums of that, right? Like where you have Sin City, where it really took like Frank Miller really took those comic books and put them Dick Tracy like we were talking about, right? I think there's a huge spectrum to how you can do that. Or the Hulk by Ang Lee, 
Was that oh, it? Yep. Yes. That Did I nail that? Yeah, that's right. Yes. The transition of that film are the panels. You know what I mean? It's directly right. off paneling. Um, sure. Really cool, interesting things, you know, and there's many ways to make tribute to that original content, mm-hmm. right? The original right. material. Well, yeah. I think with anything, well, it becomes an, ad- an adaptation is a sort of a... An interpretation. Even when I spoke with uh, Noah Hawley um, about uh, Legion, it was it was maybe perhaps in some ways maybe there might have been a visual correlative to what I was doing, you know, with what I did um, on that series with Chris. But it was really emotionally consistent in terms of what they went for it, it it they captured the spirit of something and to me um uh i i just i love that and it's like and 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 to compare or to negatively you know uh go after one one medium for its failings it's like or how it translates is a bit a little bit a little disingenuous it's like getting mad at oak because it's not pine i mean you know <laughs> it needs yeah. to be its Wonderful. own, con- you know, um, yeah. 100%. So, you know, so, I mean, yeah, the, the, as much as, as, as the, the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings films are, are, are wonderful. It's certainly not going to, um, uh, you know, affect or, or diminish people's love for Tolkien, you know, or oh. certainly oh, George yeah. Martin, obviously with, with Game of Thrones, which is, you know, the, the way that, that from where it began to where it ended up, it's like the, 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 desire for his books is probably at an all-time high so it's it's it the idea that can all be part you know of of our kind of shared experience that you know there's there's a comic there's a trading card there's a there's a movie there's a series it's like it's like um uh take it all in you know i love it perfect way to biggest (laughs) well the biggest labor no i i just i just more thing I was going to mention, which is the biggest labor of uh, labor might not be the right word, but the thing that to me that felt it was closest to um, the source material of recent years was the uh, actually both of them, but certainly the the, the Daredevil series uh, recently um, mm-hmm. for me. Sure. Whenever I <clears throat> the reason I think think of that is because I saw your post where you'd done a uh, a portrait of uh, Vincent D'Onofrio and shared it with him on on Twitter recently, and I just I just looked at that and I thought, well, a that's a beautiful thing to do. B the warmth between you is 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 evident, um, and his portrayal of the kingpin was just was just absolutely flawless. Oh, but I yeah. what I what, what I love about that series is is how. Just from the opening credits, I, b- I believe David Mack was 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 part of mm-hmm. the visuals for for the opening credits. Um, which My, for, just, I think he the opening credits. I think for Jessica Jones. I mean, he and I were yes, actually yes, that's it. Oh, yeah, uh, we went to the set for Daredevil. Um, oh, you know, and, oh. and saw saw Charles Charlie and and um, Deborah. You know, and uh, and Vincent. You know, uh, with uh, sorry, my, my computer just unplugged there. Um, the uh, uh, yeah, it was it was it was lovely. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It was it, it was really did a uh, you know a great they did a great job with that series. 
It was just beautiful. So cool. I, I just remember watching the opening credits and turning to my wife, who knew nothing about Daredevil. She's not. She's not. She's not one of us. Um, but um, <laughs> and say, and saying to her with tears in my eyes, they got it right. And this was the first episode, and just the opening credits. And I knew that it was going to be, it was going to be uh, respectful. It was going to carry through with the promise, and it did. You know, it was, it was just brilliant. So um, I, I, I thought it was wonderful. Anyway, I'm, I'm rambling now. Bill, um, you, sir, are a delightful man. We went through this whole episode without talking about Bill's butt challenge, uh, which oh, is a hashtag oh, on Twitter, damn. which we have covered on this podcast <laughs> before. Um, so, um, so I will just I will just let people go and look for that hashtag and save you any further embarrassment. Um, on okay. <laughs> Thank you, I love it. Just in time. Um, just in time. Like yeah, it's like um, a lot of people they put put them off their appetites. So. Yeah, I think <laughs> nah. that'd be fine. That'd be fine. Um, yeah, uh, f- thank you, Bill. Uh, you're oh, listen. Uh, you, I'm sure you hear this all the time. You know, we're we're huge fans of your work. We love what you do in and out of the trading card medium. Uh, now our listeners are really going to enjoy just hearing you, you, you talk about your work. So so thank you for well, for spending some time with us. Really, really wonderful. And I thank you, thank you so much for for your patience in terms of getting you know, letting me uh, you know, gr- take my own sweet uh, Punxsutawney Phil time. You know, getting out of my groundhog hole. But um, but I'll, I'll certainly uh, you know be looking into your um, uh, your groups and. Uh, Perhaps stopping by and saying hi because uh, this is this this has also been just really wonderful for me in terms of uh, just you know the connection um, with with a, a group of like-minded individuals. It really it's it's uh, more, more than ever. I feel like we certainly need that. So it's it's been an absolute delight, gentlemen. You know, thank you. Bless so you. Much. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much, so, Bill. So You're Bill, fantastic. You, you remember how we um, end our episodes? You, you think you could remember to oh, say uh, those those magic words? Well, something I I think that that um, that I I certainly sort of it's a it's a credo that i live by you know which uh, even even on the, the 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 toughest times it's like where it becomes an obsession i enjoy collecting thanks for listening to the marvel card collectors podcast visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our facebook page you can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp we're also on itunes spotify and all major podcast platforms please take a second to subscribe like and review our show wherever you get your podcasts our podcast can be found by googling at the mcc pod which will also find us on facebook twitter youtube and instagram our facebook community is at mccw marvel car collectors worldwide and mmc marvel masterpieces collectors the great music we use is called rocket power by kevin mcleod thanks to the collectors artists and creators who support the marvel cards fan collective we'll see you next time and remember it's a small hobby but a fun one Make mine marvel and enjoy collecting.